This episode of the Locked On Eagles podcast is presented to you by Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host today's Locked On Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And with that, welcome on in, everybody, to the final show here of the week on the Locked On Eagles Podcast. Once again, your host, Gino Camilleri, joining you on this. We're going to make it a fun edition of the show. Since we got the 200,000 downloads yesterday, I thought it was only right we give back to our fans a little bit. So we're just going to do a little bit of time talking football. And then in segment three, which is going to be a majority of the show, we're going to do a little trivia. I know everybody liked that the last time. So I got a few questions. I got five questions. We'll stick with, uh, you know, how I love my alliteration. The five Friday fast questions, as we always say here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. But before we do that, We're going to talk the final five games. See, more alliteration talk. I told you we're doing that today in the second segment of the show because I thought it was interesting. Lou pointed it out to me today. He said, go look at the video that Darius Slay just posted about what he was saying about Devontae Smith. And it was Darius Slay streaming Call of Duty Warzone. And like a lot of these guys do, they they spend their time playing these video games. And sometimes... It's fun when you follow them along because they kind of let it fly a little bit and let it be known their thoughts about some behind the scenes stuff. And Darius Slay had a good quote talking about Darius uh, Devontae Smith's size. Somebody had asked him in the chat, he said, what's my take on Smith's size? I ain't worried. Worked with him the other day a little bit, talking to him about a little ball. He's headed in the right direction. He knows what he's talking about. He knows how to win one-on-one matchups, and that's what we need from our receiving core right now. I think he'll win a lot of one-on-one matchups. I'm not going to be shocked about it. Y'all might be shocked about it. To me, I'm not going to be shocked when I see Devontae Smith win too many one-on-one matchups because that's what we drafted him here to do. And when you're talking about a guy in Darius Slay who has gone against some of the best wide receivers and matched up against teams number ones time and time again it's only going to be this mentality that Alabama has at their practices where iron sharpens iron when Devontae is going against Darius it's only going to make both of them better and we always talk about the idea of drafting to beat your division I thought this was an interesting talking point today seeing that the final five games of the season you're playing three different division opponents you're playing Washington twice you're playing the Cowboys and you are playing the Giants so you are going to see if Devontae Smith has been drafted and is a fit here in the NFC East which he should be to beat a lot of the guys on the other side of the ball which he's going to go up against some pretty decent cornerbacks in Washington and the Giants and Dallas what they have so when Darius Slay says that, that he's going to win those one-on-one matchups, once we get to that final part of the season, we talk about evaluation. As long as he's healthy and as long as he's on the field, 
I think this is the final test. Like the first two stretches of the season are setting you up for those final five games where you go against four straight division games back to back to back to back. You're going to see a lot of the opponents that you're going to face next year, two times the year after that, two times. So to me, this is where all the studying in those first 10 games or first 12 games rather comes to fruition. And you really see if everything that you have been implementing, not just with the young receivers, not just with your young coaching staff, but in terms of personnel and bringing everything together on the field, if that final result really pays off dividends for those opponents that matter the most, because division games, it basically counts as two games. Once you go into that stadium, because it's a one full game swing when a team picks up a win or a team picks up a loss. And if you could come out on the right side of those division games, it helps you so much more in the long term. One, in terms of evaluating where you are as a team and what your holes might be moving forward. Two, where you compete in terms of the teams around you that are building similarly to you. And three, if you can cross that threshold, now where do we stand in terms of the NFC and maybe the NFL as a whole? But right now we have to look to focus to beat these NFC East teams because, I mean, it could be an absolute nightmare the first 12 games of the season, and this is what really matters. See who wants to play in these tough division games, which it shouldn't be difficult to get excited for. So when we come back on segment two here of this Fast Friday, Fun Friday, Fabulous Friday, whatever other alliteration you want to add on there, edition of the show. Thank you guys for joining me here on this Friday show. And thank you for always going to our favorite sponsors over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, the NBA, and NHL playoffs are in full swing. A big UFC card coming up this Saturday. So make sure before the next pitch, the next punch, the next puck drop, or the next tip off that you get your bet online. Welcome bonus on your laptop or mobile device. And check out all their great sporting news sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prepare for their runs to the playoffs or currently in the playoffs. So head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, welcome back to this Friday edition of the Locked on Eagles podcast. Your host, Gino Camilleri, breaking down these final five games here before we get to some fun trivia in the last part of the show because our fans are the absolute best. Fan Friday, we'll call this one Fan Friday. I think it's ultimately always comes down to what our fans like, and they like when we do fun stuff on the show, we could tell just from the numbers. We like that you we like that you guys like this because I like looking up information like this. I'm a sports nerd and I love looking up trivia like this. And all the trivia will be focused around that 200 number as we got to 200,000. So thank you again for that. But before we do, we got five more games on this schedule to break down. In week 13, they're taking on the Jets in their second consecutive game in the Meadowlands. After that, they have a week 14 by the latest I can remember that being a bye week for the Eagles. That's insane in my eyes, especially now with week 18. That just seems even later. 
Week six, week 15, excuse me, you go home and you play the Washington football team. You stay home. Week 16, play the New York Giants. Get on a train or a bus to go down to Landover, Maryland to play Washington again. And then you go home to play the Dallas Cowboys. So when you look at this stretch in terms of rest, they're averaging 7.4 days of rest. They're averaging over a full week of rest because they have that bye week in there after playing the Jets. And you go back to the game where they play New Orleans at home. Once they get back from Denver in week 10, they don't have to get on a plane. We've mentioned that a few times. But when you can go home at night and sleep in your own bed and not have to worry about packing for the for a trip, packing for uh, the following road trip, having to stay out in California, California for two weeks, like they did a few years back when they were on their Super Bowl run. This is one of those situations where it might be a little bit of comfortability staying home and not having to get out. But at the same time, for a team that has had so much injury history in the last few years and just man games lost, to me, staying at home, being able to stay fresh, not having to travel as much is only going to help out the longevity of this team. And with the youth on this team, to me, that's when you hit your stride is like, once you get your feet wet after those first five to 10 games, guys are really going to be hitting their rhythm and you're really going to find out where they stand. And in those division games, you want to see those one-on-one matchups when Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager are going against guys like Kendall Fuller, Jimmy Moreland, or William Jackson for Washington, or when they're going against a young Trafon Diggs, Jordan Lewis, or Kelvin Joseph, Joseph or Reggie Robinson, whoever they move to that second cornerback spot in Dallas. And then the Giants, who arguably had the most success against us covering these uh, one-on-one matchups last year with James Bradbury having that great season he had, Darnay Holmes being a good surprise for them in the two slot, and then signing a Dory Jackson. It's not going to be easy to throw in this division, but that's how you're going to have to win. You're going to have to win by putting up points, and how do you put up points on offense? You win one-on-one matchups. You get more innovative than your defensive coordinator on the other side of the ball. You go against arguably the weakest part of that schedule where you're playing three teams that didn't make the playoffs and the Giants, Dallas, and who else? It was uh, the Jets didn't make the playoffs, excuse me. And then Washington barely made the playoffs last year. So this is a stretch where you are going to find out just who you are in your division. Have you done the right thing in terms of personnel and getting those guys onto the field? And are you on a... I would say a steady trajectory forward and a trajectory to where you can compete in this division, not just this year, but for multiple years. I want to be the first team to win the NFC East back-to-back in about 20 years or so. Uh, That would mean a lot because it would just mean that they're cohesive year after year. And to me, and I know to a lot of people, when you're playing those division opponents, it really just affects you that much more and it affects your mentality of like how you count that win. And if, if they're out of the playoffs by week 12, but they sweep that NFC East stretch and they win three out of the four, let's say, and they bump one of the teams out of the playoffs and they're able to compete and put up points and hold Dallas to under 30 and win a shootout with Fitzpatrick for once. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be pleased because we know that this team deep down is still one or two years away from competing. But if they, don't sit on their hands at that back end of the the stretch where they've done that the last three or four years where they've had success. 
don't go backwards on the good things that you have learned. Because even though Doug is gone and a lot of those pieces are gone, there's still a lot of guys who went through that adversity that could teach the young guys, okay, this is what we have to do to bunker down for December. The Eagles are a good in November and December football team. Let's hope Jalen Hurts can continue that. And Nick Sirianni and this new mindset can also capture a lot of the things that they did well in the past. And I think winning in late November and December and early January was one of them. So I want that to be the continued effort in that last five-game stretch of the schedule. All right, enough football talk in terms of breaking down the schedule. We are going to get back and talk some Fun Fan Friday trivia for everybody. I got five questions. I'll give you the answer to four, but then I want you to give me the answer on Twitter for that fifth and final question. So come on back as we finish up this Fan Friday edition of the show. All right, everybody, welcome on back to the end of this Fan Friday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Gino Camilleri here to finish up the show. All right. Let's get into these trivia questions. I think they're pretty fair. I think Lou kind of uh, did me a little bit dirty in the ones he asked me uh, a few weeks back when we did that trivia around the draft. I think this is a little bit more fair. I I tried to tender these questions to what you would be asked at, let's say, a a local bar in Philly on a Thursday night doing some trivia. All these questions are focused around the number 200 because we hit 200K downloads. Still can't thank everybody enough for getting us to that mark way faster than we ever have. For those new fans within the past few days or so, thank you so much for joining us within the few months. Thank you so much within the last few years. Thank you so much. Anybody who's ever interacted with us, thank you so much. Genuinely, from the bottom of our heart, we love what we do here, and we appreciate that you can feel that we love what we do, and we love the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's what we're going to do here. Question one. This is a career question, so this is a cumulative number here. Currently, there are 29 players in Eagles history with over 200 receptions or more while wearing Midnight or Kelly Green for the Eagles. One of them is currently still on the team, that being Zach Ertz. Name the other two players that are on active NFL rosters who have hit that 200 reception or more mark playing for the Eagles. I'll give you a couple minutes here. A couple seconds, actually. We don't have time for that here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. You know how that goes. We're episode after episode after episode, and that's what you always come back for, and you always come back for these fun questions. All right, give you about 15 seconds there or so. The answer to this question, the two others... Being on NFL rosters are currently Deshaun Jackson, who's playing for the Rams, and Nelson Aguilar. Zach Ertz is second in team history behind Harold Carmichael. He has 561. He's about 20 receptions away from passing that number. Deshaun is sixth in team history with 379. And Nelson Aguilar, that one is the tricky one to me, had 224 receptions. He is 26th out of 29 eligible players. All right, question two. This one is individual season-based. So this is how many times has this player done it in a season? Not throughout their career. Well, a cumulative number in their career, but how many amount of individual seasons have they done this? This is in terms of rushing. The Eagles have had 26 individual 
times, that's not 26 individuals, 26 individual seasons where a player has had 200 or more attempts on the ground. Name the only player who has done it five times. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I could do that, but I don't think that's enough to uh, get a DMAC against us, so I think we'll be all right there. But I'll give you a couple more seconds here or so. The question is, 200 or more rushing attempts in a season has been 26 times, done 26 times. Name the only player who has done it five times. The answer is LaShawn McCoy. He did it 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, and 2014. The only individual to do it four times was Wilbert Montgomery, and then a vast number of Eagles legends at three times. Ricky Waters, Deuce Staley, Brian Westbrook, and Van Buren. Thought that one was uh, pretty straightforward. Lou guessed Wilbert Montgomery, but LaShawn, if you think about how many carries they gave him early on in his career, it makes a boatload of sense to me why that he is at that number. All right, moving to special teams because you know I'm a special teams guy. This is individual seasons. A punt returner has had 200 or more yards 41 times in Eagles history in one single season. Only three players have had two punt return touchdowns out of those 41 seasons. It has been done four times by three players. Name the three players, and for bonus points, name the only one to do it twice. That is a punt returner with 200 or more yards in a season having two touchdowns via punt return. It has only been done four times by three individual players. For bonus points, name the one who did it twice. Count you down five, four, three, two, one. All right. So the answer is 2003, Brian Westbrook had two punt return touchdowns and over 200 yards. In 2009, Deshaun Jackson had that same feat. Then the legend, the only man to do it twice, Darren Sproles in back-to-back seasons in 2014 and 2015, had four total touchdowns in those two seasons, two in back-to-back seasons, was just the guy who set the bar for punt returning in Eagles history, is the best for a reason, arguably one of the best pickups they've ever made for a fifth-round pick. Truly unbelievable that he still came to Philadelphia and did what he did for us. An absolute Eagles legend, all three of those guys. All right, question four. This is the last one I'm giving an answer for. Out of all active franchises, there are currently four that the Eagles have scored 200 or less points against in all games played against that team. There are four active franchises that have hit that mark. Name those teams. Give you a 10 second warning feel like I'm a teacher. Went to school for that for one semester, but then I dropped out to do this. Much better choice in my opinion. All right. Three, two, one. All right. How you had to go about thinking about this question 
who are the most recent expansion teams and or teams that moved? Starting from oldest to newest, the Eagles have only scored 189 points against the Kansas City Chiefs, who they first started playing in 1972, which just goes to show they don't have much success against the Chiefs. The second team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, at 138 points in 1997. They started playing them. Not They didn't score 138 points in 1997, excuse me. And then 1997, since then, they've played Baltimore a handful of times. Once they moved from Cleveland, so that's the expansion part, they've only scored 110 points against them. And then the newest franchise, the Houston Texans, they've only scored 156 points. So the only four active franchises that they have 200 or less points scored against are Kansas City, Houston, Jacksonville and Baltimore. They also have it against four other opponents, but all those franchises are defunct. The Cincinnati Reds, the uh, New York Yanks, if I'm not mistaken, um, or the Dallas. I I can't remember the other two, but they were very defunct, and that would have made that question incredibly hard if I put those in there. But I think if you think about that question from the expansion point of view, it makes total sense. All right, the last question here, and this one is for everybody to go out and hit me up on Twitter at GC24 underscore football to give me the answer to this question. I will give you the answer probably tomorrow or a few days after that. I want to give people some time. This question is honestly pretty fun, and Lou was stumped rather toughly in this one. This is a career-long question, so this is a cumulative amount of how many times this has happened, and the average of this. So, for quarterbacks, playing 10 or more games with the Eagles and having at least 350 more or three hundred fifty or more attempts, name the seven QBs that have pulled off this feat. I will give you a hint. Four have played from 2010 to 2020, not those exact years, but they were on the team during those years. One was on the team between 2000 and 2009. One between 1990 and 1999. And then one between 1950 and 1960. And for super extra mega bonus points, who was the top individual that averaged more than 200 yards per game with at least... 10 or more games played, and 350 passing attempts. That number is 200 or more yards per game. Give me the number one, and then give me the other six. If you could do that without looking that up, I will. I don't know what I'll award you, but that's just truly impressive. The question is the final one. With 200 or more yards per game, playing at least 10 or more games, with 350 more attempts, name the seven quarterbacks that have pulled off this feat. Four playing between 2010 and 2020, one between 2000 and 2009, one between 1990 and 1999, and then one on the team between 1950 and 1960. So thank you, everybody, for joining me on this Fan Friday edition of the show, breaking down the final five games of the schedule as well as doing some fun trivia. I hope everybody enjoyed this edition. If you want to keep want to keep up with the show, you know where to find us on any platform where you can get your podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Odyssey app, where you can also find the Locked On Today podcast. 
by host Peter Bukowski, where he hits you with 20-minute or shorter shows on the Locked On Today podcast. And he gives you the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On podcast today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. As I had noted, you guys know where to find us on Twitter at GC24 underscore football. Please hit me with your answer to that trivia question. If you have any more trivia questions for us, we would love to answer those as well. We're always learning more about this team that we love. I love doing stuff like this. I'm a numbers nerd. So thank you once again for getting us to 200K, and that's the reason we did it. We wanted to give back to everybody who has listened to the show. Lou at DiBiase, LOE, says the same thing. Our mothership at Lockdown Birds. You guys know where to find us on the airwaves five times a week. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening, and fly, Eagles, fly.